a song when something special comes along. It's a long-winded directionless discussion for conversationalists. You bring the wit. You bring the brains and we'll talk it over between takes. Welcome back to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Olivia O'Neill. And I'm Ann Driscoll. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about growth and moving forward. We'll discuss escapism, good, bad, and otherwise. And Aiden wanted to share one more thing. The Milk Carton Kids put out an album all the way back in May, and I didn't find out about it until yesterday, and it's way better than I thought, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode of... Between Takes! Uh, do we hear something kind of interesting? Yeah. So on Apple Music, you know, they have the top 25 played songs, right? Okay. It's just an automated thing. Just whatever in your library has the most, the 25 most played songs. Uh, there are three albums. <laughs> they, they, all, all the top 25 songs are all from three albums. Get, can you guess which three albums? Of your are? top 25? Yes. Mm-hmm. These are the, mo- the albums I've listened to the most. Are from the top. Okay, so I have to guess what three albums you listen to the yeah. most. Mm-hmm. Do you think I know? Awesome? One of them's very obvious. The other one, I think I'll, you would could probably guess. It may not be a first guess. And then one's kind of a more obscure. And then I guess there is one song. So there's like, out of the 25 songs, like four of them are from one album, six of them are from another album. I don't, I'm not doing the math quite right. But, and then there's one song that's not from any of the three albums, but that I'm not going to necessarily make you guess. Is Delta one of them? Yes. Okay. Is that the one with the most? You don't remember? No. So Delta and then... Actually, sorry. I'm sorry. Four albums. Okay. But I'll just give you three. Is one of them the song by um, Dury? Dury? No, no, that's a great, great song, but no, I haven't listened to it that much. This is like over the the entire time I've had Apple Music. This is like over seven years. One of them, Martha Sways. No. It's a great song, though. It's a great album. Andy Schaaf, The Party. Oof. Is there something I'm... Like, I know you can get a, at least one of the other ones. Is there an Avid Brothers? No. But think mm-hmm. along the same. What are the what are like top tier bands along with the Avid Brothers for me? I thought you were more invested in my life than, than <laughs> it turns out you are. It's a bummer. Uh, it's a similar genre? No, but it's a similar zeal that I have for this band. Why am I not... Think of bands I'm obsessive about. Like Obsessive. Oh, the Oh Hellos. Yeah. What, what album? Probably Dear Wormwood. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So you got two. And then another one that's more obscure. Yeah. The other two are a bit more obscure. Are, are, yes, I've got much more recently gotten into them, but like deep, like, oof, I'm into them. Vampire I Weekend? Them no. I, no, I like them, but they're not. Cutie Bandits? No. <laughs> Even shared music with me and Milk Carton Kids. No, this isn't like new. Like the I've talked <laughs> about these two bands, these two albums a ton. I think one of them was on my top ten albums. Lawrence. No, that wasn't on my. You're I don't really know. Bad. I get you're picking like great bands, but they're like B tier well, in my. Sorry, well, I'm sorry. How I'm sorry. am I supposed to know? Um. Yeah, I have no the idea. The other two albums are The Fourth Wall by The Vespers. Okay, would not have got that. And As Good a Place as Any by Joshua Lee Turner. Oh, Josh Turner, yeah. of course. Ladybug is like the top one of I think it's I the should have known that one. I, think I don't think I would have got and, Vespers. Um, no. And then the Oddball, the one song that's not from one of those four albums, is Good Enough from A Week Away. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's like my have, eighth most Do you listen to that played. a lot? No, but there was one day I listened to it on repeat for like four hours. Oh my gosh. It's like such a good song. It's so catchy. It's so fun. We've talked about A Week Away on here. I think we have talked about sure A Week Away. Sure we have. It's like a 
Christian High School Musical type. Yeah, I would say it's more actually like quite moving. Camp rock. It's pretty good. I would oh, yeah. say yeah, more like Camp Rock. But, but it's it's actually better than I expected. Right. I think because it's not. I I feel like it's not first and foremost a Christian movie. I I are uh, <laughs> it's it's not a Christian movie in the way that the Vespers aren't a Christian band. I still disagree. I feel like they oh, bring really? it up like pretty. Yes, but I don't feel like they're not in, in the in preachy. Maybe that's what I'm like going for. I don't feel like they're going. There's not that altar call within the movie of sure. like, hey, viewers of the movie, are you ready to give your life to Jesus? There's mm. not that moment. Sure. That's like a very real story, I think, about characters and all that. It's like it's there's like some cheesy fun. moments, there's some things I don't love. But it's very fun. Yeah. We had a very good conversation this morning, kind of talking about, you know, our album is out. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we set up a tour for the summer. We're doing that. And then past that, we don't have a ton of. Uh, plans plans there we go oh, yeah. anyway <laughs> Passing the sentence so we started talking sure. just like what our opal plans are and whatnot and individual goals and things and and then we started like having conversation about some other stuff and we're like why are we we were planning to record today and we're like why do we not have mics set up mm-hmm. right now so we're gonna try to like get back into that space mm-hmm. and um, i mean it was like 30 minutes ago that we were in it so yeah. it's like it was that long ago but yeah but i just feel like um it's a great conversation. And that just shows, yeah, I don't know. We want it to be like natural like that on here mm-hmm. as well. So you can just hear all our problems. Mm-hmm. So what was the basic gist of the conversation? Um, I mean, mainly it's just like purpose and, and what individually you're supposed to do. And I mean, in one sense, like a lot of people that have a family – are thinking of what their purpose is and then also what their role is in their family. Like either you're like a parent or a sibling or whatever. And in a way, Opal is like the family bait, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. in some sense. And then what we do as individuals, as far as our career, sure. what that means. So I guess it was just kind of like exploring where we're, where is Aiden at? You know, where mm-hmm. am I at? And just the idea, I mean, it's just like career and passion do they always line up should they line up is it okay if they line up i mean it's just like all that Mm, stuff is it okay to strive for your career to be the thing you're extremely passionate about because i know a lot of people are totally cool they have their job and then they go work on their passion and that's how they love to live you know whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just like i think i'm obviously it's going to change over the years but i'm one where i would love if the passion thing i'm passionate about which is music and deeper than that it's just kind of that scene is really exciting mm. to me and talking with people and like figuring out ways to share stories and things like that. And then also making that your job. But then we were also talking about how structure in your day and like knowing, you know, well, like we both grew up homeschooled, right? So we had things that we had certain days that things were due for me anyways, I'll speak mm-hmm. myself, had certain th- days, you know, things um, were due, but I could schedule my day how I wanted um, which was really nice and really freeing. I had that, I feel like from a pretty young age that was available to me to just kind of be like, when do you want to do math? When do you want to do English? Whatever. That set me up to be self-motivated. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes it was really stressful because like if I did put something off, that was on me and mm-hmm. I have a paper due the next day. So no one was keeping me, you know, in line to like, it was just like, you have to have the paper done. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I was always, I would wish like, oh man, I, I would love to just be in a classroom, do the work that was assigned to me, get validation from the teacher. Good job. You're doing yeah. that every day. You're doing the math about whatever, mm-hmm. and then go home and do whatever. But now that I'm, so now, you know, going to a job where you're, you have to be there every day at the mm-hmm. same time, I find it extremely like 
suffocating sometimes. Sorry, is this really boring? No, sorry, I'm just yawning. Okay. I'm also realizing some of your coworkers follow us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm not saying anything against the job. Okay, just the concept. Like okay, no, no. Yeah, I, was... I love my job. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it's suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The idea of like, my job isn't suffocating. The timeline of things makes me sometimes feel like, oh, I'm just living. Like, it feels like the days go by and they're the same mm. because you're like doing the same thing at the same time every day. You're like, it's like a Truman Show type situation mm-hmm. where it's like every day the neighbor says hi to you and gives you his mm-hmm. newspaper or something. It's like that because that's how world works. Right. Like, you, anyway, this is a rambling thing. I don't know if we'll keep it, but. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of makes me think I was just talking to Eamon earlier and he was talking about just things in his life and all that. And uh, we were just kind of talking about how like it's it's just, he was talking about how he's kind of realizing he, for the past couple of years, he's been, a lot of things have changed in his life. A lot of things have happened, but he's been relatively passive throughout it. Um, he's kind of just like let the circumstances happen and he's jumped into that and he's like, you know, been decisive of that, but he hasn't like, there's growing and, and things that have to happen within that that's catching up to him now that he's realized like he needs to be more conscious in these things and needs to be, have anyway. So anyway, it just, he is a type of personality that can, like, you know what you're saying, get drained very quickly from, he just, you know, talked about feeling stagnant of just like, he's just been going, it's just been happening. He's been existing in his life. And he's a kind of guy who is just, a thousand it's night and day difference he's a thousand times better when he like has a zeal and a passion for something mm-hmm. um and i think you and i are kind of similar in that too in if if the, yeah things get too monotonous that can regardless of how much energy we're exerting in in the actions themselves just the monotony can become so tiresome and mm-hmm. tedious that we just get worn out from it as opposed to actually strength for me at times strenuous work can be so energizing yeah. because what I'm working towards is I, I, I care so much about and I'm so excited to, to accomplish that. Right. And you're like ner- learning new skills along the way. Cause it is different. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do love my job for that reason mm-hmm. because, um, it's, you know, each customer wants something. I decorate cakes. Mm-hmm. So you're not decorating the same cakes every time. Mm-hmm. It's like you're challenged with different things and learning new techniques and stuff. So I'm so grateful for that because it's such a creative place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Yeah. It's a weird thing, like, at the place we're at in our age and also what we're kind of doing. Um, I think everyone has this and maybe continues to. It's just, like, what am I supposed to do? What is your purpose? Right. So it's interesting. Talk, yeah, you talk to older people than you who, you know, whatever, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years older than you. And they're at, you know, similar places sometimes. Right. And I think that's just part of life. And learning, I guess I'm just trying to learn now that that's an ex- that can be an exciting place to be mm-hmm. where you stick with something and then you're like, okay, what next? What to do now? And you change or you right. stay with the same thing and, and find new ways to be excited about it. And, yeah. So it just depends on who you are, I guess, and <clears throat> what God is telling you to do. But mm-hmm. um, I think there is a lot of uh, individual perspective. Uh, individual in the sense of like you you are you know your unique experiences lead to the unique results right but also perspective in the you know right now today versus 20 years down the road and all that and it i find that really interesting to talk to people in very different very different stages of life very different lives in general of you know they're 
musician people I talk to and we talk mm-hmm. about the woes of and, and joys of, of music and all that. Um, and then there are people that are not musicians that I talk to and we talk about other things. And it's just like that helps me keep things more in balance of recognizing like this one specific channel isn't the entire world. Yeah. And that may be the thing I'm primarily called to to pursue but that doesn't mean that's the only or superior way to any of these other ways that you know people i'm talking to or talking to you know my older brother who just bought a house or my youngest brother who just graduated high school you know they're in very different stages of life in one sense but for me they're both equally helpful in terms of like of just again that perspective of uh, that's the life that you're going down and that's life you're going down and i want to continue and part of it is just recognizing especially in my family, like that we are in a lot of ways so different in terms of interests sometimes, mm-hmm. but we all have that same desire to stay connected with each other. And, uh, and through that recognize like, this is what you're good at. And I want to be able to support you in any way I can and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to say something? Well, just like, even if you do talk to Lisa and call and to call them who are mm-hmm. different in age, different places. Mm-hmm they could be still asking the same question. Exactly, yeah. So it's just like, it's human mm-hmm. existence mm-hmm. and what and whatnot. And it's interesting. I mean, I do think, I don't know if it's always been this way, but maybe just in America now, it's, it is about what are you going to do? What is sure, your purpose? Yeah. And, um, and that's a good question because yes. I think I could live passively if I wanted mm-hmm. to. So I want to but do I, things. Yes. And mostly, maybe it's like a selfish thing where it's just like, I enjoy working hard at these Mm -hmm. specific things so yes but i also do think that there is uh an imbalanced social pressure that is put on people that yeah oh you're you're 20 you know i didn't go to college and so it's that uh it's It's a little more normal i don't feel that pressure really it is more normal now yes i felt it when i first decided not to go when i was 18 and everyone else around me was that i felt but now that's not like, I don't sure. feel like that's the first question you get asked that maybe you did 10 years ago. Sure. It's like, yeah. what college did you go to or where, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? So People weren't asking me where I went to college when I was 13. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that th- there is a, hmm, I'm trying to not get on my soapbox too much because there's this, there's part of Get me off that like, soapbox, Aiden. Get off or get on. Get off. But. You can get on. Too. Well, this, I don't know. I don't want to spiel into this whole, everyone should be homeschooled and take a gap year after high school. But that is kind of what I, not what I like everyone, but I just I think, think like, everyone should at no, all. but I think that that shouldn't mainly, I mean, it's a, it's a reaction against that pressure sure. of, of like, I think I've, I've known people and I've heard from stories from a ton of people who felt pressure to go to college and picked something that was a safe bet that they ultimately not hated that was soul sucking but just realized oh if i would have taken an extra little bit of time i would have recognized that this is what i wanted to do and i could have been better well, off for it in the long run sure. but then at the same time like what you know in those early years where they were like look back and go oh so frustrated and i can't believe i wasted that time what else came from that time right sure. and so that's the thing where it's like whatever and you were saying this earlier is like kind of whatever you end up doing ultimately is God is still present through that. Right. Yeah. And it's also about, I mean, you can, I was talking to someone else the other day, I think my aunt actually, but like you can, we have imaginations. We can envision, Oh, if you did that, then that would have been better. Sure. But yeah. we have no way of knowing that. Right. Yeah. You chose the path that you chose. Right. And then now you, right. now it's up to you to 
take action upon yes. what's and given we, to And we you. can we can see the paths so, that we're currently on and picture the worst case outcome and go, oh, that sounds horrible. I can't believe I'm doing this. And they can go, oh, best case scenario with no roadblocks whatsoever. This is how wonderful my life would it. be. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. But, and also, I think if you're, you know, it could be easy for one, especially it's like we're proud mm-hmm. of homeschooling, right? Right. To say... Uh, how do I say? I don't know. This is the best thing ever. And I mean, that's yeah. a bad example. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I I do think a lot of people have good experiences with different things. Something right. I found when you're first 18 or whatever, you know, entering mm-hmm. life, a lot of people are saying, oh, you should do this because this worked really well for me. Sure, you should do this. Sure, that yeah. isn't, and that's like good advice. Oh yeah, that did work really well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have the X, Y, and Z like interest right, or... Right. This is my, where I'm at. It's, and also, and sorry, I took a gap year. Well, I've taken many gap years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at home I've working. I've taken exclusively gap year since I graduated I was, high school. I just didn't move out. Right. So I don't know if that's considered a gap year or not. Yeah. It's called, I don't know. I didn't love that year particularly. That mm-hmm. wasn't like a great year for me. Um, because you feel very purposeless. Purpose, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, purposeless. So I wouldn't choose to do that again. Like, sure. and I also am sometimes do have regrets of like, oh, if I had done this class or gone here, like I would still see benefits from going to college, yeah. like or taking certain classes now. But back then, I didn't even know what I wanted. To. So anyway, it's sure. just yeah, you can try to um, see your path, like the path you're taking, and go back and be like, oh yeah, validate every little thing. Right. It's also okay to be like, I should probably not have done that. Mm. Well, one thing that came, you know, I forget. You graduated spring of 2020. That's right. Okay. That was also a tricky year as well. Yeah. Because colleges weren't really... Really, yeah, when you think about it, you really didn't take that much time that you wouldn't be at school anyway if you did choose to do that before we moved, right? You graduated spring of 2020, we moved the summer of 2021, right? I know, but it felt like a really long time. I don't know, I worked out really... Yeah. Annoying coffee job for yeah. a while. Yeah. Did you work full time there? This isn't that interesting. We don't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it was only three months. It's only it three felt months. like forever. I remember, that. I remember you were so excited when you were like, oh, this new place is opening up here in town and it's and all that. And it mm-hmm. was like you were excited about those different things. It's and crazy then, what. Yeah. Like, I love my managers now mm-hmm. and my job now. But it's, it's crazy how people set the atmosphere for where you work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I could do the same job, but if I have like, you mm-hmm. know, anyways. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, do you have more? No, you go first. Another thing that we were talking about down there was something about like, music, like experiences with music or something. What were you, you said that you want to talk about that. Further. Oh yeah. Um, what did you say that made me think of this? Why do you keep swallowing and <laughs> slurping right into the microphone? Trying to make it a little bit more challenging for your editing. Yeah. I'm trying to help you grow in your craft. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I've been calling you man a lot recently. Well, that works. I've been calling you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just kidding. Only no, behind you're not back. kidding. You have been calling me stupid. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I haven't. I'm going on record. She's been calling me stupid a lot recently. You have no way of disproving this, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, have no way of proving it. Yeah. Actually, you do, because I just I called you it. <laughs> right, just now. And if I play that on loop for like six or seven oh, times right after this. You caught me. Yeah, exactly. We could probably go back and find previous episodes. 
That's what I'm saying. Um, what did you say about concerts just to, uh, when we were talking earlier today? Oh, yes. I you were talking about b- b- uh, stepping out of life or something like that. Oh, well, I was just talking about how, like, entertainment in general, but concerts specifically, I think you're, um, when, when I go to, why, I, okay, through the door. I was asking myself, why do I like going to concerts in hopes of, you know, we're up on stage, how do we help other people have fun? It's like, mm-hmm. why do I have fun at them? So, mm-hmm. and, well, one of them is just, like, seeing the people that, you know, what do they look like when they're singing the songs or, mm-hmm. you know, their energy and stuff. But the other one is you're stepping into a place that feels, when you're watching, when I'm watching a concert, it feels like I'm outside of time. I'm just experiencing some the most realist form of, like, anything, mm. I guess, with these people and with mostly with the audience that you're with watching the people. It depends on, I guess it just depends on, like, you know, the artist. Because when I watched Colony House, it was at the Ryman and you're up, you know, Mm-hmm. they're not necessarily looking at you but I can feel all these people that are around me excited right. and like singing the songs that's such a great feeling mm-hmm. um, but I just talked also you feel like no matter what you're th- you've been thinking about that day or whatever it's like a step outside of reality you're just in it with these people mm-hmm. you're thinking and maybe some of the things that this people are singing make you reflect in the moment on something that's happened to you in the day or in your right. life but it's in some weird way, no matter where you're at, it feels like you're experiencing the exact same thing as a person standing next to you and you might not even know them. Right. But the energy and the feeling, I mean, the people on stage are setting, like, it's almost kind of scary. They're mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. a tone in the whole room with their music. You said earlier it's like they're creating a world, right? Exactly. Yeah. They're creating a world. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I don't know much that does that. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, maybe movies, but I feel like they use more to do that. It's more sure, than just like sure. sound entering your ear from a guitar. It's it's music in the movie, but it's dialogue. Right. And usually you're watching someone else's life. In this moment, it feels like your own life and you can be whatever you want. It's mm. you're part you're you're experiencing something. And it you make it makes you feel important because you know you're also supporting the people up there. Mm-hmm. And good people, you know, musicians like that will share about their life yeah. or about why they wrote the songs. So you feel important to them because right. you're helping them. You know, they'll thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like movies don't do that. They don't be like, thank you so much for watching. You made our whole year. And it's like someone who makes sure, millions of dollars sure. or something where the artists that I see yeah. are well, usually. And I think part of the difference is that a live show is a unique single time experience, right? Yeah. Is that they will yes. react that, 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 you know. You're part of it, and then you're not. It's yes, like something it just, that it, will hold into exactly. everyone's memories, mm-hmm. and only the people that are there. Right, right. right. If if Colony House had an, you know, were to make a f- some form of, uh, you know, uh, like a documentary or something. They kind of have. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think of another example, but yeah, that's uh, I, don't, I don't know. But there's something about being live. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. like that that there's there's a. Uh, it's just, yeah, Caleb says it in that moment. And then, you know, to us at the Ryman in Nashville, that he may not say to whoever in St. Louis, not be, you know, just be, he'll say something else to the people in St. Louis because he's having a unique experience. And I think that was something with that show in particular I really noticed is that it was like this, 
con- continual circulation of of energy and enthusiasm and excitement and all that is is they were shouting the music out at us and then we were shouting it back at them and it was like this yeah it was just this constant regeneration and we've talked about this show before mainly because it's one that Aiden and I have both gone to and it's probably the most recent like big Mm -hmm. one like that yeah and you were on the ground floor we've talked about this Mm -hmm. but it's a totally different vibe down there from what we've heard Mm -hmm. I just said the word vibe I'm I'm getting for some reason I don't know why but I'm starting to use it more oh so good for me I don't think I don't it's a know. bad thing. If and you know then word I was up just, on the balcony. Okay, we're back. Sorry, we had some minor technical difficulties. It's recording. Okay. We're back. Uh, Colony House concert was great. We're, we're, we're done with that. We're moving on to the next thing. Well, this kind of ties in. Would you describe what, what you were talking about with concerts? Would you describe that as escapism? I don't think so because I'm adding that to a memory of my life mm-hmm. now. Does that make sense? Like sure. it's not yeah. like it's like another experience. Mm-hmm. I think it is an experience. Do I go to concerts to escape reality? No, but in some ways I think I like going to concerts because it puts new perspective on my life. Mhm. Um, the people that I like to listen to and the concerts I like to go to have pretty f- profound lyrics. Mm-hmm. Hearing that from people or the stories about why they wrote the things mm-hmm. or whatever is inspiring to me. Sure. I go yeah. there for that, I think. And to have fun. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't think I'm just, I think I would probably, if I were, I would go to more concerts. Sure. Yeah. I don't go to that many in the grand scheme of life. Like, you know. So, so I would, yeah. So is is this kind of what you're, so for me, the things that people that, um, I think anything can be used as escapism. I think anything can be used to, to numb yourself from reality and your life. Right. Sure. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to do that for two hours on a Saturday night at a concert. I'm I'm saying anything can be that way. I don't think anything is inherently that way, right? Yeah, but you're saying it as if it's negative. To numb yourself? I think that is negative. Even for just two hours? Just to step away and just like gain new perspective on things and come back to life No, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a distinction. That's I'm getting to that. I think anything can inherently be... I think... I don't like escapism. I don't think that makes sense. I don't think that's a good thing to pursue. Right. I think recognizing this recognizing I have all these problems piling up in my life. I'm going to set those aside for two hours to go watch this concert because this concert, this music, these people, this experience will feed my soul and will enhance my life going forward. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That's not escaping from it. Right? Okay. That's, that's, that's what I, that's how I view art in general. I think it, again, I think it can be used at, in just like anything, you know, Christopher West talks about, <clears throat> The difference between an icon and an idol, right? An icon is there as a symbol as, and to recognize it as a symbol of something divine, right? To point you to the actual divine, right? But if you stop merely at the icon, then that icon, even though it is a symbol of something good, can become an idol, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be, I think anything can be an icon of, you know, go out in the forest and that's an icon of God, you know, that is God's creation, right? It's an icon of God. 
you can make an idol out of that experience, right? Right. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every fifth word. Right? Right? <laughs> I'm sure. I take your word for it. I just want to hear your finished thoughts sorry. <laughs> before I agree. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I Yeah, totally. Because I don't, I, it, it rubs me the wrong way when people make a blanket statement about, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's escapism or whatever. And that's in the, like, and they just go, yeah, you know, oh. you just, you disassociate from life and you try and not, I don't know. To me, I get, I get it, but I think there is a difference and I think there should be a mental distinction between alcoholism and enjoying alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. I think that one is terrible and one can be a great thing, sure. right? Right. But, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to say that every time you say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's very, when you enjoy alcohol, it can be very easy to slip into alcoholism, right? Right. <laughs> <sighs> Shoot, now I'm going to realize how. All right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this much going okay. forward. Um, no, I get your point. I get your point. So I, I think the same. Like you were saying, you know, if, if it was escapism, you'd, you'd be going to a lot more concerts. Yeah. But you, you, I think you and I are both, Yes. It enhances our life. It gives but us... But that's part of story... Um, something about I enjoyed reading, like doing when I was a kid was like reading. And maybe it was escapism. I don't know. I it read a book to feel, to feel like I was part of the story. And I think sure. that's a natural human thing. You have imagination. You, you go into these places. And it wasn't because I was escape. I had a great... Le- like I was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Relative to other things. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But I just wanted to be like the character I was excited to be. So I don't so, think that was a so bad thing did to you do. Then, That's did you pre- how you do plays. That's how sure. you, you get a, into a character. And so I don't know if Are this is... Are we escaping life by pretending to be Mike or in Verona, sure. your character Mike, for 12 hours on a summer's Thursday, like a Thursday afternoon? Sure. Wait, that doesn't make sense, but uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Were you escaping I, I, life by acting? But that's, I think, the difference. When, when, well, I don't know. And this is where it's like, I don't know if it's just a difference in experience a different in, in, in how we approach it or if there is an actual, an objective like right and wrong or whatever. But when you were reading these books, did you project yourself onto those characters or did you then take that character and try and emulate that in your life or a combination? It's not necessarily either and or strictly speaking, but I was, it was a very present thing. It was just, I was reading about Lauren goes wilder and I felt like I was Lauren goes wilder. I have something to say on that. Nerd! (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. It wasn't that deep. It wasn't like afterwards. Maybe, maybe, maybe I played more, you know, farm mm-hmm. because I wanted to be like Lauren Gills Wilder. Mm-hmm. That's a kid thing. Like that's what you sure. do. Yeah, and that's not a bad. No, no, no. Bad no. Thing. I think, and I guess that's the thing that I I watch movies and listen to music and all that, and I try and emulate that. You know, it's that whole oh, sure. art art influences culture, and then culture influences art, and it's this sure. continual cycle for for all the ages, right? Yes. Of you read Laura Ingalls Wilder, Wilder. You read Laura Ingalls Wilder <laughs> on account of your wit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing that's an audio podcast. <laughs> no, I can't. Because um, of your massive girth. That's what I'm implying. I can't. What? <laughs> Did you just say look in the mirror? No. What a, what a, this I heard a... Mike Rowe say something about, I was likening your bovine wonderment or something like that. And it was what? One of those, it's one of the, he said something, it was this podcast with him and his friend and his mom. And he said something about, <laughs> oh, because they were trying to get the technology figured out, his, her mom, his mom was, was in a different place in the country. And so they're doing it over Skype and stuff. And so oh. they're trying to, they were having 
technical difficulties or whatever. And he made some joke about it. It's like, it's, we're like a bunch of cows that every time we get to a new gate, we're confused about how it works. And his mom was like, are you calling me a cow? And he was, says, no, I was likening your bovine expression. And then he continued, but I just like likening your bovine wow. expression. Yeah, that's really articulate. It's so funny. He's a very funny guy. You know, I mean, this isn't news to a lot of people. My big brother, Colm, loves micro. I know. He's, it's like, he's, he, micro is Colm's Joshua Lee Turner. Or, or, I don't know, I have a bunch of different ones. Anyway, um, I, I, I think that, I don't know, that's just, that's just how I, uh, how do I say this? Napoleon Dynamite, in so many ways, is a dumb movie about just, just random series of jokes, mm-hmm. and it's weird and quirky and awkward and, and all that, and there's very minimal plot to it. But that enhances my life in a very specific way. I don't, when I watch Napoleon Dynamite, I don't watch it to, to escape my reality. Mm -hmm. I watch it because every time I watch Napoleon Dynamite, I walk away and recognize the, 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 I don't know how it reflects reality. Maybe that's part of it is I don't think you can create something wholly different from the, the life that everyone lives. Right. So me, right. So maybe something that I said got lost in, in that I don't go to concerts for the purpose of escaping reality, is that an outcome sometimes? Because I'm the most present that I ever am because there's music blasting in your ears. Mm -hmm. There's no way for you to be thinking about anything else, Mm -hmm. really, if you're like fully invested or whatever. So is that a, a, you know? Yes, that's a good point. That... And and I think that is exactly what you want it all to do. So yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe it's I'm, emotional. It's pres. I just think it's like entertainment like that is the most present you you ever are. What I am ever. You can do it. It's the most present type of activity that I am ever in. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm being too semantic about it all. Um, I think you're trying to make a point that there is escapism and there is there are people who are upset with their lives and they go do other things right. to just passively live. Even and if those things are things that I enjoy. Even sure. if it's, oh, here's a person who so loves movies. it's all movies. about mindset. But yes, but if they're watching movies to numb themselves from other things and they're neglecting other yeah. responsibilities, I go, that I think that that's a so bad So did this kind of come do. upon you because I said something about like escaping right. reality? Right, and it's also okay. because I have had conversations with a couple different people over the sure. past week or two about this concept. And I was talking to Marge specifically and I said, you know, she was saying she doesn't like the term escapism for exactly what I was saying is it's, sure. is she watches a movie, she reads a book and it enhances her life and yeah. she takes part of that with her and Definitely. that's, uh, you know, ingrained into her future. Right. And I think that's, that's the effect that it should have. And I think in a sense, an effect that it always will have, but I think it's just how you respond to that. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, in renewing, maybe this is a really, over-the-top example, but it's like renewing wedding vows or something like that. Going to see Colony House perform <clears throat> is is renewing my wedding <laughs> vows to music. I don't know. That's a really dumb thing to say. But it's like this... It's it's a definite... Um, or watching Napoleon Dynamite or things. It's... it's it's. <clears throat> I I know in, inter- interiorly the effect that this has had on me personally. And I know I presume the effect this will have going forward. But I'm going to now like... I don't know, reconsecrate myself to, I'm using two big so examples. Weird. <laughs> I'm going to dial it back a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know, something like that, that. I guess I don't think that <clears throat> deal about going to a concert in that way. I'm not like. 
I, if I can mm-hmm. add one clarification. Go for it. I think art is powerful. I think that creativity is powerful. And I think that it has a very <laughs> impactful impact. I can't think of a better word. <laughs> on people. And sure. I think people then is what art comes from. I don't know. Again, it's just the cycle. And so I, I just, for me, it, 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 I love the art form of live theater, but I hate the industry of theater. Okay. Right? I hate theater people. I don't hate them. I, th- yeah, there's so a specific weird. type of people that do theater that are very frustrating and irritating and obnoxious to me. Right. Okay. Right. But the art form of theater I love. And so I want to like, consciously think I, I don't know maybe more between rabbit holes i don't know what's happening with my brain today it's okay. raining outside that's kind of nice one time i was walking down 12 south and i saw thad Kopik. who's that he's allison yeah he opened for the bygones when we saw oh him nice room. nice nice yeah he engineered all the, i think that to my knowledge he's engineered all the, the bygones uh stuff as far as i know he's an interesting fella yes he is he has a mustache that's pretty cool He's a series of guitars too, tiny little baby guitars. One of them. He has one the, uh, that I saw at the show. Uh, I was also <clears throat> at a restaurant once, and I saw Link from the Arcadian Wild. Oh, they're gonna say from like Rhett and Link, and no. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I feel like I would have heard about this. No, I I wasn't sure it was him, and I was like, "I think it is," but I'm not. And then he walked past me back to his table, and I was like, yeah, "It is him." And then I was about to go. I was like, "I want to. I should go and like say hi to him real quick, and just like really, you know, very chill." Hey, just wanted to say I like your mm. music. Great job. Keep it up. And then the waitress came and we had to pay, our, and it was like a big group of us and so we had to like pay our bills and all that. Mm. And then I looked back over and I was going to go over and he was gone already. Aww, it was a bummer. Sorry. But it was kind of, it was like one of those moments where it's like, I don't, I don't know if I know enough about what people look like, like musicians. Like I, I don't often know if just I have all the data. No, like I just listen to their music. I don't always know, like depending. It would be hilarious if you have actually met like, I know all the biggest country stars. Well, there was like someone that came into our work where I work. That people were like going, mm-hmm. and I was like, I have no idea. Was it Olivia Newton-John? No. Good, because she just died. It wasn't a that musician. Would, that would be worth It was an actress. And then I'm pretty sure one of my flight home, this last, I, um, when I just came back from Minnesota, I think it was like a pretty famous football player on there, mm. because he was just massive, like mm-hmm. his shoulder. I was like, what? But I don't really know. He sat right in front of me, and I thought I heard someone say like, oh, you should go say hi to him or something. Mm-hmm. But he was carrying a dog, like, in a bag. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. Let's but pray for him. I know. And he was also just right in front of me, which I don't get, like, first class or anything. Or, right. like, even just basic. Right. And just basic economy. Right. You can say that again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I, don't ha- I don't need leg room because I'm pretty short. So right. I'm, I'm kind of jipping the sip s- system. Yeah, good job. Anyways. Did you know that short people are better for the environment because they use yes, less fabric and eat less food and all that? Huh. I said that to Molly and she was she like, agreed. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's first class on a plane? At the is front. it like, do you pass not it? All, not all planes have first class. Is it like to the left? Yeah. Because I'm always like passing the people and I'm like, this cannot be first class. Because yeah, there's that maybe like the, the one row that doesn't have a seat in front of them where the stewardess is sit. Right I know, corner, I'm like... But, yeah. Also, wouldn't that be the most awkward thing if the steward's just like sitting just, there? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. How you been? I'm putting my headphones back in and pretending <laughs> to sleep. Maybe I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, that's planes for you. There was on my plane ride. Um, I I always get the window seat. And I just prefer it. And someone to my left, or you know, in the middle seat or whatever. And he was. I could just tell he like wanted to have a conversation. And I was like, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I guess whatever. Anyways, he's just you know 
he's also I was coming from Minnesota and he just sounded the most Minnesotan. <laughs> he's going to tennis to Nashville and he just says to me, I feel like everyone's on here is going to a concert. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm glad uh-huh. you feel that way. <laughs> you didn't ask me like that was uh-huh. a weird thing to open with. Like uh-huh. usually you'd be like, oh, are you going to a concert? Oh, cool. Right. Everyone here is going to one. Sure. But it's like everyone here is going to a concert. Nice. How old of a guy was this? I like in his 40s. Okay. Yeah. And he kept saying sorry for like moving around and Very like Minnesotan. buckling himself. And I'm just like, do whatever you need, the, man. It's like, part of the plane process. I think we've all basically dealt with it. We got... <laughs> so weird. We landed and you know, you like we have to wait for a while. I was right. towards the back of the plane and Keish looks over me. He's like, sorry, we're almost there. And I'm just <laughs> like, you have no way of helping this. And I'm fine. It's not your fault. Do I look like yeah. overly antsy? Very like, Minnesotan. I did had did you tell to... him you were Minnesotan? I should have. No, you should have been like, I, we're on the same page. We all... I don't know how people talk on planes. It's so loud. The like, planes? The wind, yeah, you can hear like. I'm going to disagree, but okay. And I feel like you have to yell at your people. And I just. You people have all, to yell. Like I never get drinks or snacks when the stewardess like comes up because mm-hmm. I did once and I like. It's like, I want a water. Can I please have a water? <laughs> They don't hear you. So I just go, no, no, uh-huh. no. And then I never get a snack because I'm scared. I'm really sorry about mm. that. I'm missing out on my airplane peanuts. Yeah. What a bummer. Who'd have thought the last 10 minutes of this episode would be sorry. <laughs> polishing a tight five on airplane <laughs> jokes? <laughs> Should we call it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a good place. <laughs> Folks, thanks so much for listening. We just put out our album, Companions of Passing. Please go listen to it. And... We will see you all next week for a brand new episode of Between Takes. Your favorite podcast ever. You always whisper into the mic at the very end. What'd you say? Between Takes. Between Takes. Between Takes. A lot of technical falderall for this episode. What's going on? Well, it's also been like a month since we recorded one, just the two of us.